gentlemen and ladies, welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast. I'm Nick Coleus, an editor at Bodybuilding.com. To my right here, we have Heather Eastman, a, uh, an editor here as well as a physique coach and judge. And we're also lucky to have with us one Aaron Marino. Uh, you may know him better as Alpha M. He has a massively popular YouTube channel that discusses all things male, lifestyle optimization, fitness, nutrition, manscaping. Manscaping, um, that's right. <laughs> style, essential skills, a little of everything. And he's also the head of a couple of other companies, Pete and Pedro, which is a hair care company, and Tiege Hanley, which is uncomplicated skin care for, for men. men. Yes, yes. But more to the point, he is here because he's filming a new fitness program with Bodybuilding.com All Access titled Alpha M's Tailored Six Weeks to Live in Lean. Aaron Marino, great to have you. Thanks here. for having me, guys. I'm so excited. It's Absolutely. great to be here. So, to be here. so I want to talk fitness with you because you have a great and deep fitness background that's pretty fundamental to who you are, it seems like. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about Alpha M first because sure. I love this idea of happy, healthy, well-adjusted, confident men. Those are words straight from your website. Um, but you know, at the same time, as I creep along into my thirties, late thirties, I see how rare those things are. It's not easy being a man in this day and age. It's not, is it? No, I mean, I was just, I just ran into an acquaintance last night and he was talking about all of his dreams, but he was lacking in just the basics of self-care. And I went home and told my wife like, God, it's harder to find a guy who knows how to take care of himself these Absolutely. days, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so um, um, describe to me when you decided to start speaking to that issue and what, what made you think you were the one to do it? Uh, what made me think I was the one? Uh, I, I had a video camera and a big mouth. And that was pretty <laughs> That's much... That's the start. That was the start of everything, right? What I'd, do you need? I'd, I had no idea. That's all we have. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. It's It's, you know... Style and grooming is always something I've been really into from a young age. Like my mom tells the story of me, you know, the first day at kindergarten, not wanting to go with wide leg pants. And so I wrapped a, a roll of scotch tape to make sure that they're a little bit more tapered. I mean, this is how deep this goes, <laughs> it right? like a leave it to beaver <laughs> <Exactly>. episode. <laughs> and so, so it's always been something I've been interested in, um, you know, got into fitness you know, my, my fitness center didn't exactly work out. It, it destructed. It was horrible experience, which we can talk about a little mm -hmm. bit later if you want to. Um, but yeah, my wife gave me a video camera. One of the things that I did at the fitness center was, was help this guy. Um, he, he had a date and he's like, Hey, I don't know what to wear. I, I don't know what I should do. I'm so this is great. Let me take you shopping. And while we're at it, your nose hairs are nuts. And we got to go to the still on because your hair is, is, is dreadful. I didn't realize it then, but I was setting the, the foundation of a business, which right. was image consulting. This was back in 2006. And so it was a while ago. People knew like queer eye for the straight guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but this is something I've always been very comfortable. I've always been somebody comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, I, I'm not afraid to talk about some things that I guess, you know, you don't really hear your dad or your uncle, or you're kind of embarrassed to ask your buddies like, Hey, what do you do? You know, with the hair, you know? And so I felt very comfortable. And so, um, my wife gave me a video camera in 2008 and, and I thought, you know, maybe there are other guys out there that, that maybe have, have questioned or experienced have experiences that that maybe I can I can share with them and and so that's how it started and it just kind of rolled from mm. there. So what what were your initial videos or what what were the first ones that uh, really came to you like you know this is this is what I really want to speak yeah. to. Yeah. No, at first it was all about style uh -huh. and and it's funny because 
it, it's so hard for me to watch some of my old videos. I mean, I've been doing this now for like 10 years. Looking back, it was a, tr I was a train wreck. I was sitting there, I, you know, very proper. I was talking about style. I was talking about, you know, how to tie a Windsor knot. I was talking about, you know, what buttons you should button on your jacket. But slowly, as I saw some of the comments, I started talking about grooming and then etiquette and, and then relationships. And so it sort of has evolved over the course of the past 10 years to encompass pretty much anything that I think people would find interesting and, and things that I've struggled with or have, have faced at some point in my life. Sure, sure. And when, when did you feel like, wow, this, this kind of has potential? This isn't just me anymore. This is something that actually has momentum that could really move. Yeah, you know, it was, I guess, about five years ago when all of a sudden it kind of just, it was, it was this weird moment where it, it hit me that, wait a second, this is kind of bigger than me. And, and it's funny, but YouTube has made me be a better person just because... You know, I, I would see what was out there in terms of role models, and I realized, like, wait a second, there's a guys out there that are actually looking up to me, and I don't want to be that guy that, you know, says one thing and does something else. And so, you know, a lot of my earlier videos, when I was just getting started on YouTube, I thought I needed to be a certain way. I thought I needed to be crude. I thought I needed to be a little bit edgy because that's what was what was popular back then. That's what, you know, was, was getting views. And so... I, I tried to do that, and it was embarrassing that that I sort of portrayed myself in that manner. And so it was around five years ago when I realized, you know, what people respond to is authenticity and just being you. Mm -hmm. And people can smell when you're when you're being fake. And mm -hmm. and so it was uh it was really a sort of an epiphany. And everything has kind of skyrocketed since then. Sure. No. And I've heard that from other people who had started their own podcasts or really tried to get into vlogging and things like that. They said. I look back on the first thing and, you know, the production values are one thing, but also I was just kind of an asshole back yeah. then. And I felt like I had to be. Yeah. And, you know, I know people who go back, they delete their old videos yep. for that reason. But um, I was sharing some of your videos with somebody recently and he was looking at the titles and he was like, okay, I was expecting this guy to be a jackass. Yeah. No, everybody thinks I'm <laughs> that But then he watched him and he said, you know what, he actually, not only does he seem like a really nice guy, but he's putting the right sort of behaviors out there. He's not He's not telling you, it's not like Tom Cruise in Magnolia or something yeah. like that. No, where no, he's, no. <laughs> where he's, he's telling you basically to, you know, um, be a, totally aggressive, be on attack, but he's actually cultivating great behaviors. And that, that's one thing I like about it is you're, you're trying to, yeah, there's a, there's a role model in there. That's it. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. well, and also like just straight up positivity. The one I kind of took notes on was why being short is better than being tall. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it you, because. You know, and that was one of the things where, and I get some some crap for, you know, course. the fact that I, that I call it Alpha M. Well, that was just this weird sort of accident, how it came to be, you know, called Alpha M. And I'm not what you would typically think of as an alpha male. I'm not six foot two, 250 pounds. I'm five, six, 150 pounds. I'm a little guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I really felt like, you know, in today's world, you need a different set of skills in order to sort of dominate and kick life's ass. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be sort of that, that voice or one of the voices in, in terms of letting guys know that it's okay if you're not this. You can still be this and, and be awesome. And so, you know, the video that you're referencing in terms of why being short is better than being tall, that was really just the, to let short guys out there that have and suffer from self-esteem because you'd be amazed. You know, I've always been pretty confident with myself and haven't ever felt like, oh, I'm super short and, and it's never really bummed me out. I've always, you know, dated, you know, girls that I thought were pretty and I've been successful in whatever area I pretty much chose. Um, but there are a lot of guys that that 
affects them so deeply. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to put something out there. It's like, hey, being short's awesome, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah. sure, but, and, but height is also one of those things where men can just kind of look at it and think, okay, this is who I am, right? And, and anything else in their life, it's so easy, especially as you get a little bit older to think, you know, I'm not really going to grow anymore. No. I, I, had the, I, I have a certain identity. I have a certain skill set. And it is what I have. But it seems like, yeah, in your videos, you're saying look for opportunities yeah. to, to cultivate something different. You actually can keep moving forward. You can be anything. And I am a firm Even believer. Even in your 30s and 40s. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can be anything you want. You just got to get out of your own way a lot of times. And ultimately, it does. It, it boils down to confidence. If there was a word that I could sort of, you know, summarize what the content I try to put out, it's it's about confidence, you know, right. because when you feel good about yourself, anything else is possible. And that goes for men, it goes for women, children, you know, pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, I strive for. Sometimes I, I hit it, sometimes I don't. Sure. And, and, you know, we're all trying to learn. So now where did where did fitness fit into your vision yeah. of this yes, channel from the start? That. Because yeah. you have a great fitness background, but it, you certainly don't speak to fitness in every video. No, no, no. Uh, fitness is my, my, my love. It's mm-hmm. my first love. Um, just to give you a little weird backstory. Um, when I was 12 years old, my mom gave me a, a membership to a gym and, um, I come from a pretty tough, like I had some crappy stepfathers. And so my home life wasn't the best, but when I was at the gym, like I found myself and I felt confident and I felt good. And so from the age of 12, I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. And so from that age, I decided I was going to own a fitness center. And the only thing that meant success for me was to own a chain of nutrition stores and fitness centers and all of this. Lampire. And so mm-hmm. that was it. Like that was, that was the goal. That was, there was nothing else in this world that would fulfill me. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, graduate from college, I open up a um, few nutrition stores. That was great, but my business partner, he was he was not the, the ideal business partner and we didn't jive in terms of ethics. It was funny because I joke that, you know, I knew at that point that, you know, I I I would be popular in prison. I wouldn't thrive in prison. <laughs> and so I needed to separate from him. And I met a woman. Um, I helped her lose 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, and she said, hey, I want to help other people do this. Would you want to open a personal training studio with me? And it was like, jackpot, this is it. And so, you know, did that for a few years, tried to expand into a group fitness facility. I was competitive natural bodybuilder um, for, for a few years. I won natural nationals in the SNBF. It's a southern small little mm-hmm. nothing you've heard of. <laughs> um, organization, we'll but up. but it was something that uh, you know it it's always just been what I've been passionate about, and so when I started the image consulting, you know, fitness has always been a part of my life. It's something I do every single day. It's just it's who I am, mm-hmm. and I truly feel that that working out was the single best decision I've ever made in my life because it is the single thing that has impacted my self esteem in a positive way like nothing else could, and so. Um, you know, fitness is is just, it's always been part of me. And so being able to evolve Alpha M into a little bit more fitness and, and give some some more advice is is something that I just love and, and my guys love as well, sure. because I'm not, they don't see me as like a fitness expert, right. but I do have a, 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 a deep knowledge and, and right. experience with it. Sure, and, and nutrition be, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, they may be surprised, yeah, to learn that you were a competitive bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what did the rigors of that really give you? I mean, because we, you know we've had many competitive bodybuilders on the podcast. What do you feel like that experience left you with? You know, it was funny. I loved competing, and you know, I was a comp- I, I was a competitive wrestler. I I did you know all the competition things, and so I was needing something to scratch my itch. And I just always loved working out and and you know 
developing an aesthetic, you know, physique basically. And so, um, no, it was, it was amazing. It's, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I tell people that the one day that you look your best, you feel your worst. It is, yes. it is incredibly hard on you. I mean, everything, you know, from, mm -hmm. from your, you know, your mood to your sex drive. Like when I was competing, when it was getting down, like I didn't want sex. I wanted a pizza, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was it. And so <laughs> it was Give good. Me a water and, bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but for me, it was something that I think I did that for a while. And then my, my sort of my, my, I don't know. I guess I lost interest a little bit, but I still love looking good and and feeling good and confident with my shirt off. Sure. Did, mm -hmm. did you have an icon or a specific bodybuilder that really spoke to you and said, "All right, okay, this is this is kind of you know this is the way to approach this." I love all the old school guys like Frank Zane. And I mean, I grew up, I'm 41 years old. And so I grew up in reading flex and, and muscle and fitness. And so it's, it's the rich Gasparis and, sure. and all those guys, the flex wheelers. It was before, you know, the, what is it? Um, uh, Franco, uh, Francisco Benefi, uh, what is his name? Francis Benefit. He's an Italian oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, know what I'm talking about? about? He had great hair, yeah, real yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> he wasn't huge, but I love that whole Frank Zane, sort of small waist, nice wide shoulders, just very aesthetic. I, I was you're a lot where you're allowed to have hair. I feel right. like everybody looks like a bullet Everyone's, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one has Everybody's hair anymore. Just, I love that you're coming at bodybuilding from kind of a, an image consulting perspective, because that's how I got into co coaching and coaching competitors is, you know, people would train for weeks and weeks and months on end, and then they'd show up and not know how to walk in heels, not know how to pose, not know that they need to tan. And it's like, come on, there's so much more that yeah. goes into it besides lifting heavy things. So in this program that you're designing with us, are you kind of going to throw some of those little like oh, tips absolutely. on how to look good? Absolutely. Okay. So the program, it was really amazing developing this program. They sort of, bodybuilding was like, hey, you know, six weeks, diet, nutrition, you know, working out, it's yours. Do what you do and, and what you would recommend. And so it's it's a lot of working out. There's a six-week program, which is pretty intense, but you can modify it based on your experience level and, and you know, how, how intensely you want to work out. There's diet. But then I also go into some of the other components, the lifestyle hacks, the grooming, the style tips, just so that it's a more well-rounded approach to just feeling incredible and looking great. Sure, sure. Yeah, and no, that's one thing I really like about it. It feels like it's the foundation of kind of a whole life revamp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So now, is the, is the weight room for you... Is it a, a community place or is it a place where you go to figure stuff out on your own? Are you are you an, are you a lone wolf in that in that space or are you out there talking? Like what what, what is that no, what is as, that space far, for you? No no no. Um, I I love working out just by myself. Put my earphones in. It's a time for me just to kind of be by myself and do my thing. But that being said, there are two guys that I'm, I'm great friends with that I work out. I meet, you know, a few days a week to work out, but mm -hmm. then I'll usually come back in the evening or something and, uh, okay. and do something else. And, thing, yeah. and so it's a little bit of, of, of both, but I, I love the community aspect of it. I love the fact that everybody's there, you know, to do the same thing, you know, and, and that is just, feel great about sure. themselves. Yeah. But but at the same time, I mean, looking back at my own teen years, I remember the weight room being this place where other men went 
and it seemed like they wanted me out of there, you know? And there are a lot of people who look at that place and they have trouble trusting it or they have trouble feeling comfortable there. Uh, what, what do you say to a guy like that who's, you know, sees, sees the value, the writing's Secure. on the wall, Yeah, right? they, they, you know, one of the, I think, the biggest reasons why people don't start that program or don't end up in the gym is because they're scared of what the other people in there will think. Mm. And the perception of, you know, I don't want to look like I'm new. I don't want to, you know, all these big muscular guys that know more than me. The truth is, is that they don't care about you. They do not, you know, they're not mm-hmm. worried about what you're doing. They're so focused on themselves. Um, and and my experience is everybody in there will help. Like if you've got a question, you know, it's not, and it's no sweat off anybody's back to answer a question or, you know, just go, get yourself there. That is the hardest you know, place to start and that first step of just going there. But you do it enough times, eventually you'll feel comfortable and it'll mm-hmm. change your life. And that, sound, that sounds like, you know, a great life lesson to get from the gym. What, what, what are other lessons you feel like the gym has really passed along to you? Life lessons yeah. for me? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a, you, you should have given me more, more time with that. <laughs> just, you know, that, that nothing great was ever accomplished because it was easy. Mm-hmm. If you want to change, you've got to do the work. Period. That means, you know, not only in the gym, if you want to change your body, you've got to you've got to change things, but it's only you. Mm-hmm. It's you, it's the weights, there's nobody else that can help you if you're not willing to put in the time, put in the work. And that's not just like we said for for fitness and your physique, that's with life, mm-hmm. with your career, with your relationships, with your style, with your grooming, everything. You've got to be willing to do the work in order to achieve great things. Over and over and, and over and over and over. Well, and one thing you say that you kind of end with is you don't sell products, you sell confidence. So to those people who are listening to this saying, yeah, but I don't think that I could ever do something like that. I mean, that's basically saying I don't have the confidence to do that. What's some like one thing you can say to just kind of, you know, nudge them over the edge there? The the thing I would say and, and the way I kind of approach things these days is, you know, failure, it sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's failed. Everybody's experienced disappointment. But What's worse to me, like once you fail, it's like, okay, you pick yourself up, it's okay. You will heal, you will get over it, you'll get better. But the one thing that I don't wanna live this life with is regret, because Mm -hmm. I think that is the thing that, for me, eats at me when I think I could have, I should have. If I only would have tried, I, I, I think I might have, but I don't know. And so, you know, living a life without regret, like think of how long you've been thinking about doing something physically for yourself. Has it been six months? Has it been a year? Where would you have been now if you would have started then when you first thought about it? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just, just, there's no better time. I mean, you can, you can, you're going to, I don't know, just don't live life with the regret. It's too short. You never know when, when it's over and, and, just go after it. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I remember a few years ago there was a a trail race here, a ten mile race. I'd never run ten miles before. I thought, you know, I'm going to try it just to see how it is because otherwise I'd feel some regret about not doing it. I did it and I came in dead last, right? <laughs> and whatever, I, I got to the end and, and I had this moment where I thought, okay, I just I just came in totally last place. How do I feel about that? And it was completely liberating. I thought, I don't give a shit. Right, yep. <laughs> like there's, but there's have, having that experience and just knowing, all right, now come back and keep doing it over and over again. You come in last place. Nobody cares anymore. We're all adults now. We're not in junior high anymore. Absolutely, it's a fantastic feeling. It man. is, and yeah, just do nothing but work. So now, now, tell us about your nutritional approach a little bit. Um, 
you know, are, are you a eat like a bro guy or? A, I'm not sure what eat like a bro means. <laughs> that means uh, putting tilapia in the microwave. Yeah. Do, do you have a microwave? <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a realist in terms of it's got if it's not convenient if you're not willing to or able to sort of maintain something you're not going to do it long term. And so my approach to fitness, my approach to to this lifestyle that we all love is you know, you've got to have a happy balance. You know, you've got to be able to make smart choices. It really does boil down to planning and preparation. That's not just for your weekly meals, right. but that's for for going out to eat. I mean, it's very tough to wing a diet program because a lot of times you have no idea what they're actually putting in your food when you're eating out. And so I'm a fan of preparing in advance in terms of Tupperware. I don't think you necessarily need to do that. Um, With the full meal prep routine. I, I think that that, you know, if you can do that, if you're somebody who will do that, you know, dedicating, you know, two hours on a Sunday to cooking your meals and putting some things so that you have them ready, I think absolutely you should do if you can. But if not, you know, understanding and knowing the best alternatives if you can't do that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, so I'm hearing behaviors more than numbers, it's not be not counting grams of things. I have no idea. I've never, I have no idea how many calories I eat. I've never counted <gasps> mm -hmm. ever. It's just <laughs> eat clean. You know your body. You'll learn your body. And, you know. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I have no idea what macros. I hate counting I'm, calories yeah, like, more than anything mm. in the world. <laughs> yeah. So now what, what do you feel like the, the toughest part of, of tailored is going to be for somebody who maybe has some weight room experience, but not a, not a ton Consistency. Mm -hmm. I think the consistency is is going to be the toughest thing. I mean, this is six weeks. It's not an easy six weeks. It's going to test people. Um, you're going to be sore, but you got to just just keep doing it. I think that a lot. And one of the other aspects that's going to be difficult for people is doing a little bit of cardio. I'm a big fan of cardio and and incorporating cardiovascular exercise. And if you're a guy and you're just used to going in, banging out some curls and right. some bench press and leaving. It's going to be tough to, you know, hey, I want you doing some cardio in your target zone, you know, because that's a great way to, you know, get into those fat stores and mm -hmm. use, you know, fatty acids as energy. And and so I think cardio is going to be a, a, a challenge for some people. But once you get into it, it's a great opportunity to watch YouTube videos, to catch up on podcasts mm -hmm. and uh, and to just, you know, sort of be by yourself and in your zone. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a good point. Yeah. The, the boredom of cardio really does catch people a lot of times. So you use that as an opportunity to catch up on things that maybe you wouldn't be taking partaking of otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. No, like content. That's when I watch my YouTube videos, not mine, but other people's YouTube videos. That's when I... I kind of like the idea of you on the treadmill. We look over your <laughs> shoulder funny. and you're watching you know, yourself. It's, it's, well, it's funny because I have had experiences where like I'll just film a video and usually I like to sit on it right. and then watch it the next day and people will be like, wait, are you watching you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about I'm it. I'm not as big of an egomaniac <laughs> as you imagine, but yes. So how many of those 3.5 million subscribers are just ghost accounts that you created to watch yourself? <laughs> three, three, three million of them, okay. yeah. Okay, that's exactly. <laughs> that's what I spend my day doing. You've got the point five going for you, so yeah, that's good. I'm good. <laughs> um, well, Alpha M, that's Alpha M period on YouTube. Uh, it seems like the easiest point of entry to find you for most people. Yeah. But, um, you know, we also have this great program that's going to come out imminently on bodybuilding.com all access. It's called Alpha M's Tailored Six Weeks to Live in Lean. Aaron Marino, thanks for coming and talking. Thanks, guys. This, this is amazing. Can't wait to try it. Appreciate it. it.